Welcome to another edition of the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dillon Thomas, and today we are going to look at extreme aversion bias. Um, and this is not like extreme as an extreme, like, you know, Mountain Dew aversion bias. It's like, you know, an extreme version of aversion bias. It's more like um, you don't like extremes. The thing Extremes are the things that you are averse to. So you don't like really high, you don't like really, like really low, you like right in between. It's Goldilocks, right? Um, and so when you're making a decision, you're going to take sort of the safest route. Um, and, uh, I'll caveat, this is not a super well-researched, uh, bias, at least as far as I've been able to determine. I'm, my source, just so you know, is not the big book of biases. I haven't really found that. Um, going to rationalwiki.com and they have a whole page that just lists out cognitive biases. And this is one of the less Googleable one, Googleable ones that I found. In any case though, um, this is something I faced myself in life and I find that I, personally tends to go for the more extreme sometimes. I don't know, like when I was in college and I was learning that I was really, really, really bad at electrical engineering, um, I decided I'm just going to switch majors all the way over to writing seminars, which is essentially creative writing. Um, This is at Johns Hopkins. So I went there specifically for electrical engineering and I'm like, you know, I'm going to do this instead. And I didn't know at the time they're actually really, really good for creative writing, but I I just made that switch. Um, And I had enough you know, electives and whatnot, so it didn't end up being like an eight-year college stint, but it was still a pretty big risk, and looking at my options, for whatever reason, I decided to go for that. Um, But uh, that would be an example of going against that bias. So this is one that I don't necessarily feel I've had as much trouble with in life, but but it can be a sticky one. And um, personally, though, I feel like this can be be helpful, too. So the... um, it may seem like a lot of the biases that I talk about are, you know, things to avoid. Um, the extreme aversion bias can actually be helpful. Like sometimes you can talk yourself out of making really good decisions, but sometimes it's actually smart. So I recently came back from South by Southwest and Adam Grant, uh, Penn professor, gave a uh, keynote. Um, he wrote the book Originals. It was a really, really good keynote. And one of the things he talks about is this idea that we have in our heads that people who start successful businesses like immediately quit their job and devote all their time to starting this new business. When in fact, like the founder of Nike, for example, I think like stayed at his job for like seven years as an accountant or something before he actually said, okay, I'm going to fully shift over to doing Nike full time. So a lot of people actually who have successful like businesses, iconic businesses, stayed at their day jobs for a very long time before they were ready to make the leap completely like they were having their day job and they were starting this business and then you know moved over when it, when it was safer um so they were in fact succumbing in part to the extreme bias but it worked right so extreme bias might be one of those biases that's actually kind of good but it can be used to manipulate you right so we talked about a version of this when we were talking about choice supportive bias back in episode two and um and if any of you have been listening like since then and are still listening like you're awesome thank you that's awesome. Um, I don't know if that's a real thing, but if you are out there, great. Anyway, um, uh, so we talked about the used car salesman, right? And the used car salesman uses this trick. He puts, gets you on the lot, shows you like a cheap car, a slightly more expensive car, but, but he starts off with like a really expensive car that's like way out of your price range. Um, and you end up going with the middle car that's a little bit higher, and that's the one he wanted you to pick. He, did, he knew you weren't going to pick the really expensive car. He wanted you to pick the middle option because the middle option is the one that he's, he knows he's going to make the most money on. Um, so that's a way to sort of manipulate you using uh, both the choice supportive bias and the extreme aversion bias. Um, and but what this puts me in mind of is like, is it ethical, right? Is it ethical to use a bias 
um, offensively, like uh, as, as to manipulate somebody when you're aware of it and then try to use it defensively for yourself. So there's some websites out there that sort of talk about a cognitive bias and they say, well, here's how you can use it in business. And then in the very next paragraph, here's how you can like avoid it yourself. And it's this like us against them kind of mentality with cognitive bias. It's like, here's a, here's how you can use it as a weapon against others. And here's how you can defend yourself against, you know, defense against the dark cognitive biases. Um, and I don't know how I feel about that, right? Like on the one hand, it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. You know, you can use these things in design, for example, to sort of, you know, elevate one particular piece of content that you want over the others or one product over another. Um, and then that also feels a little deceptive, right? Like the used car salesman isn't telling the customer that this is how they've, this is why they're presenting these options in this order at these prices, right? Um, they're just presenting them and letting cognitive bias do its work. So I don't know, like, the used car example, I kind of fall more on the side of, okay, that feels sketchy to me. It feels like I am not using the same, you know, moral code around cognitive bias for you than in, 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 in my relationship with you that I am using for myself, right? Like I've defended myself against this thing. And instead of sharing that knowledge with you and saying, hey, you should watch out for this. Instead, I'm saying, hey, I'm going to trick you, right? Using this this cognitive bias. At the same time, though, there are other little like manipulations, right, that um, occur that I don't know that are feel as sketchy. So for example, uh, if you're designing an e-commerce site, here's a little free advice. Um, I saw this at a neuropsychology talk once. Um, if you're designing an e-commerce site and you have a sale price, right, and then you have the, or you have the original price and then you have the discount price, the further physically apart you put them, right, so if you put them on opposite sides of the screen or you put them above the picture of the thing and below the picture of the product, above and below that, the further apart you can get them, the bigger a discount the human mind will think that is, right? They'll think they're getting a better deal even if, like, it's just because it's further apart. So if I showed you sale price and um, original price and they're two inches apart and sale price and um, discount price or, or original price and they're... 10 inches apart, like I'll think the 10 inches apart is a, is a better deal, even though it's absolutely not. It's the same damn numbers, right? That doesn't feel like such a wrong manipulation as the used car example, but is it right? Is it, is it, is it any different? Um, I'm taking a known psychological trick and I'm using it against you. Um, or at least against is a loaded word, right? I'm using it to encourage you to make a particular decision and I'm making a deliberate choice, a deliberate design choice to manipulate it. And I'm a film director, right? Like, film directors, that's what we do. We manipulate you with how we put objects on the screen. In fact, if I'm not deliberate about the choices I make, about where I put things on the screen and the juxtaposition and how I'm trying to make make you feel, or at least what I'm trying to draw your attention to, I'm probably not a very good director, right? <laughs> like, that, that that's what directing is all about. So where you draw the line in terms of, you know, learning about these biases and then protecting yourself against them versus sharing them with others or using them in a way where you'd prefer the other person didn't know about it? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's an interesting question, and I'm happy to discuss it. Um, anyway, that is all for this time, and uh, we will see you next time. We have just talked about extreme aversion bias. My name is David Dylan Thomas, and I'll see you on the Cognitive Bias Podcast next time. Mm-hmm.